We're not here to confirm your opinions. It's the Going Off Podcast with Rap Critic and Muse. There were a few comments that I agree with. Like, one person said that it was unfair for me to say that, by the way, we're talking about Pusha T. That Pusha <laughs> T, um, you know, should have rapped about this instead of this. And that is kind of a shady thing for me to say, you know, telling an artist what he should be rapping about. That's true. That's a fair critique that, you know, just because I wished the songs were about this and they weren't, Yeah, you're right. That was a pretty shit take of mine. But when we've said before on the show, and I'm going to assume that this wasn't people's first episodes, that just because you give a rating to one album doesn't mean that that rating is to be compared to other albums. Like, it's a sliding scale, you know? We can't just say, like, this album met this criteria and that's why it hit this number. That's not how it works. So when people wanted to bring up RC gave Revival a 4, but he's gave... It's like, well, yeah. But that doesn't mean that Revival is twice as good of an album. Like, that's not how that works, you see. Like, I don't think that works for anybody's rating system you've said the way that you rate the songs is you rate them each individual song one through five and then you take the average how many songs were on revival first of all compared to how short Pusha t's album was like it's apples and oranges you can't compare every single album with the same yardstick i will say and we're gonna get to more of this in just a second here that yeah sure we didn't go as in depth with death grips as we have with albums in the past, but there have been albums in the past that we even rated favorably that we talked about for less time than we even talked about the Death Grips album, and people didn't come out of the woodwork being like, oh yeah, but you didn't thoroughly explain why you liked the album. Like, it only seems to go one way. And for the folks who are saying, stay in your lane, quote-unquote, you guys shouldn't be talking about Death Grips, It wasn't our choice. It was a Patreon request. Honestly, (laughs) we probably wouldn't have ever talked about that album if it wasn't requested because it isn't really our area of expertise. Experimental hip-hop isn't what we listen to every day. The way I listen to music is, on one level, it's like, you know, I, I try to take it in just viscerally, right? Like, what does this just sound like to me when I listen to it the second time? I, um, listen to it on an intellectual level, like, oh, what's this guy rapping about? And so, like... I try to take it in on both accounts because I understand that music is something, it's all vibrations, right? And there's stuff that's just going to hit you on a visceral level, and then there's stuff that's going to hit you on an intellectual level, you know? And so that's what I try to take into account when I listen to something. And, and, and actually, what's interesting is that I actually gave your boys Death Grips a little bit of credit. I was like, I understand how what they're doing could be seen as important. That doesn't necessarily mean I enjoy it, though. And I feel like people, like seem to think that, like, I have to love something in order to be able to recognize what it's doing, but still not not have it be my cup of tea, you know? And so it's like, like, I know there's a difference between this uh, Soldier Boy and Death Grips. I know that. Son Paul's album is trying to do something very different than what Wu-Tang Clan's first album was going to do. You know what I'm saying? But I might listen to both those albums, and I might give both of them a 5 out of 5 because... When it came to lyrical hip-hop, Wu-Tang Clan did a great job, but when it came to rocking the party, you know, I feel like Sean Paul has a a lot of joints on there that would make it sufficient enough where I could be like, yo, I could play this all night and maybe only need to skip one or two songs, you know? So it's like there's different criteria. So with Death Grips, because A, 
it was a Patreon request, and B, we might not have given it as fair of a day in court as we should have. Uh, we're going to do something we've never done before. Um, we're going to, in our own time, uh, listen to it again, and maybe not in its own segment, because we did already give it a review, but we're going to give it another listen through, or two, who knows, and we're going to uh, come back to the show in the coming weeks and give us our thoughts on it um, with maybe more of a clear head, because now we know what to expect, we already know what it is, we're familiar with it, so maybe we'll be able to uh, critique it a little bit more in depth. That is not to say that our ratings are necessarily going to change. They might stay the same. Who knows? We're just going to give it some more time, because I did read the comments, and a, and a lot of you were making really good points that maybe we were a little bit uh, too quick to judge. So we're going to give it a little bit more time. Daytona, however, the ratings stick. I'm still sticking with my fucking two on that. No meta comments. Giving me shit on that is going to change my mind. That album was boring as fuck. There was one song where as I was talking about it, I started to understand it more. And then it was just like, well, shit, I already said that I don't get this part. And now I feel bad. <laughs> but it, it was the first track. It was the first track. Oh, yeah. Where it was just like, as I was listening, I was like, oh, well, you know what? Actually, if you look at it like that, I was like, ah, fuck. I already said it now. And I forgot to be like, yo, we should uh, edit that out because I don't think that represents how I feel. But it was just like, fuck, I already put it in there. So, yes, yes. You know, that maybe, maybe. It, it might not, like, I, I, I mean, I gave it a zero, so... It's unlikely I'm going to come back, you know, giving it a five. You know what I'm saying? But, like, yo, yeah, I'm willing to admit, like, yo, maybe I do need to give that a second chance, you know? And speaking about your boy Pusha T, since the last time we were going off, the whole Pusha T Drake thing took on a uh, a whole new life. I guess you could say <laughs> went in a direction got out that of control. went in a direction that uh we couldn't have foreseen. <laughs> so by now everyone already knows exactly what we're talking about. We're talking about the push a T response track, the allegations that you're hiding a kid from us, and not only that, but you took this weird as fuck blackface picture, so explain that. <laughs> Yo, hold on though. The way he said it though, he this man took a sip of water with some Earl, you know, he has some <laughs> Earl Grey tea with some honey in it. And warmed up his voice and me 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 me. Make sure he was articulating when he said, "You are hiding a child." <laughs> like, I was like, "Oh my god." Oh my god. Then let that boy come home. I was like, "Oh no. It's over. Stop." <laughs> You ever played Pokemon Stadium? A devastating blow from the, you know, opponent. And then, like, on the next round, you know, you hear, uh, the trainer has not issued a command. What's the matter, trainer? <laughs> the trainer has not issued a command. <laughs> <laughs> that was Drake's ass trying to figure out what he was going to do. That's fucking OVO just sitting there just like... <laughs> Drake has not issued a command. <laughs> You're coming back with photographic evidence as the fucking artwork of the song here. You've got, which by the way, I love old head fucking pushes saying, um, 
the the um this photo isn't artwork. This isn't photoshopped. I'm not an internet baby, which is basically his way of saying, I don't get this computer shit. <laughs> you fucking yeah. you youngins with your internet, your Facebook and your Tumblrs, whatever. I don't the even fuck know what shop I was supposed to get to to get this damn thing done. He just fucking faxed it over. <laughs> You got the photographic evidence, Drake, blackface, there you go. Really didn't even need to have a song connected or attached to that. Honestly, that just could have been the response. It would have been awesome if you press play and then it's just like, actually, there was no song. I I, I started writing and then I just saw that and I was like, I don't know what else I'm going to do to top that. <laughs> there's, there's just <laughs> silence and then you just hear a push and go, just look at that. Just fucking, can you fucking believe this shit? Just... And the excuses, the, the way Drake came at it, came at you with the notepad. Thing, <laughs> what, well, you see, what what had happened was what was going on at the time was like we were trying to speak about racial injustice in the acting industry. Okay, okay, nothing to see here. <laughs> Go back to your homes. You fucking said like Drake losing by memo is. Unprecedented. I don't think we've ever seen this in the history <laughs> of a go down in history. <laughs> Not once. And I had said that Drake, who was the reigning champ in this, to lose his crown to Pusha via memo is like when the WWE champion loses his belt at a house show for like a couple thousand people to see. That shit ain't even televised. You're gonna hear about that the next week. You gotta read about it online. It's fucking buried. It's just like, well, why the fuck even bother? And we haven't heard shit since. It's been days. And it's just fucking over. But now, now you see what they're fucking doing. People are saying that, well, you know, Drake might be able to sue Pusha over this diss. Stop it. <laughs> just don't even... Honestly, If that Drake lawyers like, up over a disc, dude, come on! That makes him look like even more of a sore loser. Like, you know, like, yeah, you might get some 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 coin out of it, but you're gonna especially look like an asshole. Like, like dude, just fucking take the L. Take it with quiet dignity and grace, bro. Like, you, you still got a, like, number one song, don't you? Isn't there, like, a... Doesn't he have a number one song right now or something? Oh, yeah, the fucking Nice For What. Which, like, it, it's such a cheat code song. Like, the more I listen to it, I'm just like... It really, like, especially with the way it's fast-paced, it really sounds like they're like, please, we, we gotta get the women back on our side. <laughs> like, don't you like Lauren Hill? See, see, we put Lauren Hill in here, and we, we put a whole bunch of black women. Uh, female fans of Drake, please still like him. Dude, fucking nice for what is nowhere near God's plan and quality. I haven't even heard I'm upset. Is, have you heard that one? Dude, I I got maybe like 30 seconds in and I was straight up like, I'm not listening to this. Like, this is like, it sounds like SoundCloud level imitation rap. Yeah. You, you know, it, it's like imitation crabs. You know, this is imitation <laughs> SoundCloud. <laughs> this is fucking lump crab meat. Yeah, because I'm like, dude, I know you have, like, an engineer who records your shit. Like, what is this? You sent me a video, though, that we gotta talk about also. And I, this is a feud I have not been paying attention to at all. Someone's boy. Fucking Rainbow Dash. <laughs> I had no idea. Like, I, really? Takashi 69 just seems like, like this soap opera that I keep randomly walking in on and saying, like, what? How the hell did it get to this point? Like... <laughs> Like, every week, there seems to be, like, uh, 
does he like want to die or something? Oh, he's like, he just, he just wants the death's swift wings to carry him home. Because it's just like, why does he always seem to be saying, fuck this guy and fuck that guy? Yo, when Cuban Doll did the, did the dash. <laughs> 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 Excuse me, I'll, I'll just be taking this. Okay, I'm just, I'm just gonna leave. Okay, bye. <laughs> she didn't want beef, a nigga. Fuck it. <laughs> she snuck out the back door so fuck fast. She didn't even care how obvious then, it looked in the video. You just saw those yeah, hands come in. If, Yoink. Like, yeah. As if someone was gonna edit her out of the fucking video or some shit. Like, <laughs> you could just crop her out, right? Yeah, you. <laughs> I'm not in the scene, am I? <laughs> and she took the dog, too, because it's like, I don't need my dog getting in trouble either. <laughs> I like how he's like, hey, fuck you, fuck this. He's got a cute little Pomeranian on his lap. It's like, yeah, like, maybe that's why they took the dog out of the shot, because it's like, ah, this is certain his credibility. He doesn't look hard uh, if he's got a tiny pup on his lap <laughs> calling out Cheeky. He's actually, it's like, the dog's actually got a couple hundred thousand followers on Instagram. He's... <laughs> Dude, he probably the does. Love him. He, he can't get caught up in this sort of turmoil. No, he is on the rise. He is a star on the come up. He can't be bothered to be drug along into all of this. So yeah, m- maybe maybe he is one of these dudes that you know he wants that legacy. It's like Fifty Cent. Like he just wants like shit. But it's just like at the same time, it's like, dude, you're you have money now. Like, what's the problem? What are you mad about? You know, like, if I had beef with someone, I'd be like, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to hang out with them, but I don't care. Like, why do you have to specifically go, we're recording a video. Make sure you're recording so that everyone and their mama can hear that I just said, fuck this guy. Like, why? Why invite that into your life on purpose? And I know he's like, test my gangster, test my gangster. But it's just like, I mean... If you know you got nuts, you ain't got to flex them because you got them. I said, dude's got beef with life itself. Homie really doesn't seem to like the idea that he could live to see the end of the week. He must have heard he was going to make money off of music and thought, well, that's boring. Let's change the skill level of my life back to hard mode. (laughs) Profit? Who needs that shit? Then I got to pay taxes. Fuck all that. Let's just go to the fucking... This is like... I had to look it up because I I already forgot who the fuck it was between. Remember Lil B and fucking Boogie with a Hoodie? Uh, Lil B says a Boogie with a Hoodie's crew uh, jumped him. Oh, yeah, I remember that random shit. And then just nothing fucking came of it. I think they, like, apologized or, like, talked it over, like, off screen. And I was like, eh, whatever. Fuck it. But now, we're, we're fucking way past that. Because now fucking Chief Keef gets shot. He was shot at. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well... It, it makes a big difference to him, sure, but, like... There's still a bullet coming at you, like, yeah. Some about fucking... It's like, that's, you know, that's close enough, you know? Yeah, yeah. God damn. Oh my god, man, I am so sick. I am sick and tired of the fucking bullets flying, man. Like, good god. Most of these beefs... I'm gonna expose some of these beefs, man. I'm going to do a little article or two on some of these beefs and show you exactly how trivial they are. Because most of these beefs is just like misunderstandings, you know, people like accidents, you know what I'm saying? Uh, hearsay and people just not like being aware of someone's presence or something like that. And then someone took it as a form of disrespect. Like all of these things are just fucking misunderstandings and or or, or uh, fighting over a girl or something like that. You know, when it's just like, guys... 
Why? The rap industry is plagued by the toxic masculinity, the pride, you gotta beef up, someone disrespect my city, someone disrespect my label. Look, what did Pusha T do? He fucking put out a photo and shut that shit down. <laughs> you reminded me, Jay-Z did that similar shit. The old cats uh-huh. know what's up. You just gotta do a quick Google search. Google's free. Print out a photo and be like, yeah, do you want to really start shit? Look at this. Yeah, I didn't think so. Bye. You don't need to be shooting <laughs> the fucking people. You reminded me of when, you, when you're talking about the dumb fuck beefs. Notorious... We found out recently, really, like, I didn't know, but I guess he's just kind of widely known to be an asshole. Karis won. And fucking Nelly. You said you were number one, and I said I was number one, and then you said you asked me for the microphone, and then- Fuck! Shut the fuck up, dude! Like, that dumb shit. Like, what? You're just looking for fucking, like, relevancy. At that point, yeah, it's just like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Someone, someone saying, making a song about how they're gonna be the best and how they're the best rapper ever. They're gonna call it "I'm Number Two. No, <laughs> I'm in the top five. Yeah, you don't have a patent on the number one in hip hop. <laughs> I remember watching that fucking beef documentary and liking Karis one at the time and just being like, dude, you fucking seem like such a dick right now. What is the problem? You know, it's really funny because I, I, you know what? We should do that. We should have a special where we like watch, uh, go back and watch the beef records and just, <laughs> and like what, and just see how, just how dumb they are. Like DMX and this dude named K Rhino or something like that. They had a beef because one of them wrote a song called Spellbound. Mm. And another one's like, I had that idea for a song where I spell words. It's like, <laughs> spelling words isn't fucking unique to you, dude. <laughs> like, and you're fucking demons. Why is that even a thing that you're even angry at? Like, why is that even a, a sense of pride for you? You're supposed to be hardcore pounding your chest. I beat a motherfucker up. Not, I can spell words. Like, that's not your specialty. That's not, like, DMX's claim to fame. Like, if someone was doing, like, your growl. If someone was doing, like, Like, that sort of thing. And I'd be like, okay, you're literally aping my style right now. But, like, spelling? Rapper's been doing spelling since, like, 1977. Yo, we should really do a special where we watch the I'm beef. down. Because, <laughs> I, I, like, I, I, and I remember at the time, you know, treating it as, of course, you know, I'm, you know, 13, 12 or whatever. I remember at the time being like, oh, man, you know, what, what's behind the records? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's the reality? And then just being like, uh, all right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but now it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, you're like, oh, okay. And then, but like, they really, if you notice, they really skirt by the actual, like, beginning of it, because that's not the interesting part. No. You know? No. And, and they like to get into what happens afterwards. Like, I remember watching the Jay-Z and, uh, 50 Cent Beef, and it was just like, wait, he thinks that someone robbed him from his team? But it's just like, but why? What, I mean, I, maybe there might be something more behind that one, but it's just like, just a lot of them, or, or Chingy versus fucking Nelly, where it's like, I did their first. Uh, Who the fuck? Who cares? Who cares? I feel like every beef we've talked about on the show since we started this podcast has been over dumb shit. I feel like if I went through the descriptions of all of our episodes and just did a fucking term search for beef or diss and looked back on the ones over the past like four 
or whatever years as long as we've been doing this. I doubt a single one of them has been like, oh, wow, yeah, okay. Like, I yeah, see oh, that one. Like, yeah, like he robbed his mom's house or something like that. <laughs> and at that point, it's like, all right, look, that's when you fucking take legal action. Like, then it seems silly. <laughs> yeah, you know, you should be writing diss songs. Yeah, like there's... It's like wrestling. Again, in the in the 90s, you had a guy, uh, the giant, the big show, and he was feuding with the big boss man. He was like a racist, uh, like, police officer. Kayfabe-wise, the giant's, uh, the big show's dad passed away. So boss man shows up at his dad's funeral with a cop car with a giant megaphone on the top, being like, your dad's trash! You're trash! And just making fun of him. And it's like, man, you fucking came to my dad's funeral <laughs> blaring over a megaphone. You know what? We're selling this shit in the ring. Like, are you fucking kidding me? No! Boss man feuding with another dude who at the time had a dog named Pepper. He fucking kidnapped the dog and then kayfabe ground him up and fed him to the dude. So they they figured it out. In the ring. <laughs> no! no! That's not how no! you handle it! <laughs> Proper channels, dude. I get it. Entertainment's entertainment. And you know what? Yeah. Maybe at the end of the day, we're going to find out all these disses are just to work. And they are just all to sell records, which I wouldn't be surprised if that is the case. That does seem like a pretty smart tactic, especially if violence doesn't get involved, which it rarely does, it seems. But it, no, it, it doesn't get involved with guys like Pusha T. Like, I didn't hear anything about Pusha T putting hands on Drake in a club anywhere. No one actually seemed to have communicated with each other. But you do hear about beefs with guys like Soldier Boy, Takashi 69 You know, people like those guys go to altercations because they don't want to be like, oh, but I got to think about this deal and that deal. But like, apparently, Chief Keef is following Takashi 69 around or something like that. And he's like, because he was in uh, uh, L.A. or something. Oh, no, he was in New York. And Chief Keeps was like, all right, I'm going to see you in New York. And all of a sudden, Takashi's in <laughs> L.A. And he's like, all right, I'm going to see you in L.A. <laughs> I honestly feel like, yeah, but when you're someone like Drake and you've got hits and you're, you know, the president of a music label, like, you're not just trying to put hands on people. You're, you're trying to embarrass them. But at the end of the day, it's like you're both like, but we're businessmen. Like, we're not really about to throw hands like that, you know? So this begun the Going Off podcast. And there was much rejoicing. Yay. And the crowd goes wild. Yay. By, uh, old Kanye West. Now, coming off the heels of last week's show, we talked about Pusha T. A lot of people were giving us guff. And the one complaint that got on my nerves more than any was... You guys are just shitting on this album because you've got something against Kanye West. And it's not the case. Because I'm just going to go ahead and say this straight out of the gate. Straight off the jump. The production on this album? Where the fuck was this? On Daytona. <laughs> what the fuck? Same guy, right? Wh what the fuck? Like, I get it. <laughs> Daytona was like a dark, I'm selling this and I'm doing this and it's got to be dark and menacing. Okay. That's fine. If this is the same guy doing production, I'm looking at these side by side. You can't tell me that the production on Daytona was even close to the production on this album. It's impossible. Very similarly, short albums. This apparently is the good music approach 
now. The just long enough to meet Grammy requirements? Is is that what I'm hearing now? <laughs> like, that's silly. And I saw Yo, someone get bad, mad. I saw someone get mad that we were calling Daytona an EP. I'm sorry, but as long as I've been alive, less than 30 minutes means it's an EP. Like, yeah. longer than a single, shorter than a full length, it's an EP. I gotta first, off the bat, say that I gotta give Kanye credit um, for addressing mental illness when there's such a stigma about it. Even if this isn't 100% true... And the only reason I'm going to say that is because when we talked about Kanye in the recent weeks and his comments and his erratic behavior, we chalked it up to him possibly not being well. And boy, oh boy, the fucking comment section got on our asses about that. He's mentally ill because of his things he's saying. Really? really? And they were, like, so not willing to accept or believe that, which might go back to the stigma about it. But here you have a guy on the album for about half of it being like, hey, I'm not doing so good. So they, do they believe him now? <laughs> like, does he have to say it for them to be like, oh, yeah, shit, okay, maybe he isn't doing well. Maybe I should be worried about him. Hell, the cover of the album, like, it says, I have, I hate that I have bipolar and I love it or something like that. I hate that I'm bipolar, it's awesome, which sounds like a t-shirt you would see in Spencer's Gifts. Like, that just drives me crazy. Yeah, like a really insensitive... You laugh at me because I'm different. I laugh at you because you're all the same type bullshit. You know, like, I've seen this shit in high school. It's For such a deep topic that is being explored on the album, it's so flippant and, like, haha on the cover that it doesn't really fit. I don't like it because those types of Hot Topic t-shirts, yeah, they usually don't actually talk about actual disorders that people have you know and whenever they do it makes it a little cringy because that's getting too specific it's like hey that's actually a, a specific problem that people have yeah because normally the people who wear a shirt that say like huh i'm so bipolar aren't they just happen to have like mood swings but aren't like they haven't been diagnosed there's not like a chemical imbalance yeah, yeah. exactly yeah they just happen to like oh i get hangry sometimes it's like well then you know maybe not the same thing so we got the first track, I Thought About Killing You. Darren, what were your initial thoughts? Uh, <laughs> what are your thoughts? <laughs> I, I just got to uh, ask you because, like, I didn't know what to expect, but I see that as the first track, and I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> Excuse me? He says, the most beautiful thoughts are always besides the darkest. Today, I seriously thought about killing you. And this isn't, like, rapped. He's just talking, like... Yeah, this is just beat poetry. Today, I seriously thought about killing you, and I think about killing myself, and I love myself way more than I love you, so today I thought about killing you. And I was just like, what the fuck? But then he says, you don't only care enough to kill somebody you love. And I was like, yo, I'm this is making me real uncomfortable. Like, because, you know, this isn't supposed to be, oh, this is a character that he's playing. This is like, I actually have problems. And I'm talking about, I only care to kill someone I love. And, I mean, if I was someone that Kanye loved right now, I'd be real motherfucking concerned. It was a really effective first track. Yeah, um, it, it was just, it was really just sort of, what the fuck is going on? And then, but here's the thing. Now, here's what got me. It says, just say it out loud to see how it feels. People say, don't say this, don't say that. 
Just say it out loud, just to see how it feels. Weigh all the options. Nothing's off the table. <laughs> today I thought about killing you. You cannot actually say to a person, hey, today I thought about killing you. That is a threat. Like, that's, like, that's actually not a thing you can say. This is his free thinker logic going, right? Uh, just say it out loud. Say how it feels. People say don't say this and say that. Oh, uh, don't let them limit you. The thing that you said, Kanye, <laughs> was some, was white nationalist enabling rhetoric. And so, yeah, we can't just say that shit. Like, you could say that maybe in private and try to figure that out, maybe how you're feeling, but like to say that out loud, people take advantage of proclamations like that. I like the little things, like how he'll sometimes start a verse and his voice will be slightly higher pitch, and then it'll kind of slowly be faded back down to his normal pitch, and then, like, it goes slightly higher, but then it goes way deeper. He says, uh, sometimes I do think really bad things. Really, really bad things. Really and it's just like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> and so it's just like, you know, it, it, I, I kind of get a little Kendrick Lamar inspiration because, you know, Kendrick does that a lot too. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, ooh, that's really cool. I know people are going to say, oh, you had strong words for Kanye uh, when, when he did the whole TMZ debacle. And I get it. You guys are probably saying, oh, is he going to be like, fuck Kanye. I'm just going to hate on it regardless. No, I'm not doing that actually. Because I think that artists bleed for us. You know, they, 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 they show us the imperfections. Um, I actually said on Twitter, I said, uh, you know, we have songs like Me and Mrs. Jones. But the way I felt like it handled the topic, that song is not the same as, you know, Loyal by Chris Brown, where it's like, oh, these hoes ain't loyal. No. You know, it's a, it's a topic where it's saying like, yeah, you know, I'm an imperfect person. I did some things that I feel like are messed up. And this is my song sort of thinking about that. I, it, like, I get something more pensive and nuanced from a song like Me and Mrs. Jones. I do believe that on the TMZ interview, yeah, he said something really stupid. And he did not do it in a way that one could really learn from it if you're only listening to him. You know, it really takes someone to put it in context and be like, the reason why he thinks that is because he doesn't understand the the mental trauma that comes with enslaving someone and and being born a slave you know when you literally know nothing else there's so much more than what he presented that it was just like i can't agree with that message if i were to look at at, at that as a performance i feel like he failed at that performance but this album is something different right now it's incorporating elements that relate to that performance and when i feel like it does not work in the right context if i feel like it's just further digging himself into the hole then i'll be like oh yeah this is kind of bad but if i feel like i could frame it in a way where it's just like i can see how he's trying to say something greater than that uh in this specific instance then i do give it points right now in this specific instance i do feel like the exercise he's doing in the idea of like you know just say it and get it out there and see how it works in the context of, like, if that incident hadn't have happened, I would only be thinking about it in the context of, like, okay, this is getting kind of crazy. What's he doing? And just here. But when I hear that, like, oh, he's trying to incorporate that into his life. And so, like, I'm seeing the result of that that sort of uh, empty-headedness and that not really being, showing any sense of conviction and only basically 
uh, being an edgelord in a way and just going for, ooh, the, isn't this thing out there? I just said it. You know, instead of like, well, really think about the consequences of what that is because words mean things. You know, and you, as a person whose job it is to work with words all the time, I think you would have a better understanding of that than anyone else. I'm probably going to end up rating this album pretty pretty favorably, honestly, because I enjoyed it a good bit. I'm not going to spend any money on it, though, because while this album was good, I'm 100% serious. Fuck Kanye, for real, though. Fuck what he said. That shit was fucked up. Fuck the slavery shit. Fuck the Trump shit. That has serious consequences. I'm going to suggest people stream this at the most. I personally won't be like iTunes. No. If there's a physical copy, no. Spotify is as far as I'm going to go. I'm not about to support this guy. I will talk about this because A, it's obviously important. People are going to want to hear our thoughts about it because it's one of the, he's one of the biggest names in the industry. So yeah, sure. We can, it's easy for us to be like, hey, we're not going to talk about Triple X. We're not going to talk about R. Kelly or whatever. But it is harder in the context of the show we do and what we do to ignore Kanye because we are going to get that feedback also of you're only ignoring him because of this and because of this. And yeah, you're right. It would be foolish and ignorant or arrogant or whatever of us to just dismiss this entire thing and be like, nope. We're just not going to talk about it. No, we'll talk about it. I'm not going to support him, though. I'm not going to look at this in the sense of promotion. If you want to torrent this shit, torrent this shit. Because honestly, he still benefits from streams. And I do feel guilty for streaming it two or three times. Because that does help him out in the long run. I wish I would have torrented it. (laughs) If you vote with your coin and you say, like, well, I'm not going to support someone who supports, you know, someone who's against immigrants and things like that, then, oh, best believe... He's, it, they'll change their tone, you know? And if they don't, then it's like, all right, well, that's the real you then. Okay. Even if, at the end of the day, he doesn't 100% support Trump and his policies, and it was just one big metaphor, you still took the photos, you still went on TV, you still said all the all these things. What you said had an impact, and there are a lot of people who listened to you and didn't just take it as a metaphor. They went out and actually did look into this, and maybe they do actually side with the policies and all of this. When we're looking at this guy who maybe was just rambling on TV when he went on TMZ and was like, yeah, you know, slavery, whatever, and he said all that shit. If it is just stream of consciousness or whatever, if you go back and maybe be like, hey, you know, I did think about that, and here's my update on that, but we never got that. It was just doubling down and being like, well, obviously I didn't mean that, but I do mean this. He dodges commitment to any meaning. See, yeah. look, that, that's what, and that's what makes me think, like, I don't care if you are being honest. When you do that, you look like you're just a rabble rouser. You look like you're just trying to kick up dust, a rebel without a cause, you know, because, like, uh, remember when John Legend tried to get his boy? He tried to get his boy. He said, yo, don't do this right now. And then what did Kanye West say? He didn't engage with what he said. What he said was, you're trying to keep my dragon energy down. He didn't say, no, this is the reason why I uh, hold this stance. It's because I feel like his fiscal policies are this. I feel like that. No, he didn't say that. He said, you're just a hater. That's basically what he did. And it's just like someone who's like that isn't trying to think deeply about what they're doing. At first, the rapping is kind of cool. Uh, in the first track, but then by the end, it, it just felt like it was just losing what it was trying to do. Especially when the last lyric is, 
All you gotta do is speak on yay. Don't get your tooth chipped like Frito Lay. And not that it's a terrible line, but oh, it is. <laughs> why did that? Why did that end the song that's called "I Thought About Killing You"? Like that's way less epic than this started off as. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. By the beginning, when he did that really creepy, which was my favorite part of the opening part, where he's like. Yeah, and right about now is where I'm probably supposed to, like, you know, go back on it and kind of explain and say some good things to make it better. And even, like, chuckles, like, man, I wish it was that simple, but yeah, unfortunately yeah. that's not the case. I didn't expect he'd be making In Living Color references by the end of it. Buckweed-ass nigga, it's gonna be okay. What the hell? Why? Why was that there? It would have had its place, right? Maybe on a second track. Not on the same one. It doesn't make sense <laughs> on the same right? track, dude. It's corny, yeah, but I think it's I think it's elevated and amplified because it's what the fuck is it doing here? But the beats, though, I gotta, I, mm, I can't, <laughs> I can't talk enough about it because it starts off all right. It gets a little bit amped up, but boy, when it gets to like towards the end. Oh, it's so good. Like I can't I can't even really explain it well enough, you know, to like talk I, I about every little thing, but so good. Throughout the album, honestly, like it's it's all good. The use of the samples, I have no problem with. It all works so good. It all fits in the context of the album and the feel. It all flows very well. I like that. And there's points on here that sound like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, almost like a little callback to that. Not saying you know I miss the old Kanye, but compared to Life of Pablo, yeah, I would, I do prefer <laughs> this stuff before that. Yikes! Not the strongest wordplay in Yikes. I didn't think, and that's not even just talking about the. Big elephant in the room. Man, could these guys stop talking about me too? Like, just, just shut up, guys. That's that's when I went on Twitter and said that reviewing Kanye is an interesting experiment because to review it objectively and not take into account who he is, what he's said, what he's done, to just be like, all right, I just need to look at this as the rhymes, beats, the rhymes, the production. All that. I can't take into account what things mean, you know, because when that point comes up, it's like, all right, let me just glare over it here and be like, all right, so is what he's doing with the words, is that clever at least? Because then why the fuck is it here if it's not clever or adds to the song? And it's not, ultimately. It ends up just kind of being a what the fuck moment. Well, the thing is, my problem with this line and Pusha T's line on the last album uh, is that they both don't seem to make a very clear stance on what they're trying to say about the movement. Yeah, so it's like he's saying, Russell Simmons wants to pray for me too. I'm gonna pray for him because he got me too'd. Thinking, what if that happened to me too? Then I'm on E! News. Now, first of all, rhyming me too. Three times. But see, all he seems to care about is what would be the effect 
if I was accused of sexual harassment as opposed to, holy shit, one of my friends sexually harassed someone. Like, you know, like he, all he's thinking about is, what if it happened to me too? <laughs> then I'd be on E! News. Like, that's not the worst part of the situation, though. Cause, cause, see, you're accused of sexually assaulting someone. So now the question becomes, did you do it? And, and what makes me think that Kanye wouldn't want to be on E! News? Like, what yeah, point, like you what went to TMZ. Kanye's personality isn't attention seeking. Fucking went on TMZ and screamed in the fucking lobby about free speech and free thought and all that. Meanwhile, no one is stopping him from speaking. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, of course, it wouldn't be under the best of circumstances, but the dude loves publicity. He loves being the center of attention. So, yeah, the worst part of it wouldn't be that you are on E! News. The worst part of it would be, I don't know, legal action, possible jail time. You'd be dropped from your label, presumably. Like, there's a lot of shit that would happen before or after that would be bigger news than, oh, I might be on TV in a negative light. I'm a pray for him because he got Me Too'd. Because he was the victim of the Me Too movement. You know what I'm saying? Like, the context is just like, dude, do you understand what's happening? Because it sounds like you don't get it. Because it sounds like you're just more concerned with your friend instead of the reality of sexual harassment being fucking rampant, like, in your industry. So, at the end of the day, if it was at least clever the way he had used it, I would give him a, I would give him a point in the context of the album. The rest of the song isn't, isn't much better lyrically? Yeah, no, no. Where he says, I'm just a different type of leader. We could be up in North Korea. I could smoke with Wiz Khalifa. And it's just like, you literally just put that in there because Korea rhymes with Wiz Khalifa. Like, there was no... I told my wife, I've never seen her after I hit it. Bye, Felicia. That's the way that I'm a leaver. Like, what? Wait, did you just... Okay, so you just brought up, like, I'm a leader. I'm going to be different than normal. And for some reason, I'm going to be affiliated with North Korea. But I'm going to smoke weed with Wiz Khalifa. But I told my wife I did not cheat on her with this person, but I totally did. Like, what the fuck? Where were you going with this? This is within four lines. Like, what are you talking about? He starts his verse with a line, thought I was gonna run DMC, huh, Kanye? All right, all right. You know what? I actually do like the first verse. I like the first Mm. verse. Come on now. You can't, you can't. It was simple. But it was nice. 2CB, TBD, DMC, DMT. I don't know about that. (laughs) But the flow. The flow was bouncy, though. Were you just feeling nostalgic for his huhs? Was that it? (laughs) Were you just happy to hear the huh? uh, Well, it it wore off by the the third verse, but... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I really do feel like the first... Just the way he said it, TBD, uh... Is it gonna make it TBD, uh... (laughs) I like that. <laughs> I just feel like if he didn't do Run DMC, like, that felt obvious. The, the other ones are all right. Run DMC is like, mm. <laughs> I, I, I rolled a little bit at that. It's not bad. It's just corny. Let's just admit it's a little corny. Yeah. And is Wiz Khalifa really going to smoke with you in North Korea? Like, I fucking saw a video of Wiz Khalifa living his life, dude. I don't know if he wants to be fucking in your oh, circle shit, right now. Oh, shit, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Yeah. Isn't the reason why they're not really cool like that is because, like, 
you've had sex with my ex? Like, yeah, that's just weird. Yeah, like, I don't no. want to be affiliated with you, bro. There's that whole thing. And even just on a base level, like, I'm just looking at his videos on Instagram and, like, he seems like a much more mature dude than Kanye. Like, I don't know if you'd want to hang with him. The, the singing is like, shit could get menacing, frightening, find help. Sometimes I scare myself. And in the background is like, see, this is why all the bitches fuck with Ye. Fuck what they talk about. They'll take me on meds, off meds. See? And it's just like, wait, wait. Is he saying like, oh, yeah, uh, the, the women don't care. They'll fuck me whether or not I'm stable or not. This album is a cry for fucking help. Like, could someone please just, like, get this man a psychiatrist? Like, is he, is he a Scientologist? Has anyone bothered to ask? Uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. This is some Tom Cruise shit. This is some shit I could have seen Kim getting him into, yeah. But and I'm not gonna blame her thing. for 100% of it, but I wouldn't put it past her either. But <laughs> here's the weird thing. I actually saw, uh, uh, he was talking to someone, and he said, Oh, yeah, you know, actually, Kim told me to not go to TMZ. Kim told me to not, you know, say this and say that. Kim told me to stop, you know, talking on Twitter. I was like, wait a minute. I may be wrong here, but, like, is Kim actually, like, doing her best to stop this bullshit? Like, <laughs> I, mean, like I, I don't know, really. Like, my my sympathy towards Kim is kind of non-existent. I've never really cared, but I'm gonna meet with Trump and talk about prison reform was like, all right. Yeah, that was, that was, that was definitely, like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> all of you could just fucking stay over there. I don't know what the hell any of y'all doing. Yeah, that's why I fuck with Ye. <laughs> See, that's my third person. That, that's my bipolar shit. What? That's my superpower, nigga. Ain't no disability. I'm a superhero. I'm a superhero. I was like, oh my god. Like, this is like some old, dirty bastard shit. I, I gotta bring it down again. Wrestling reference. AJ Lee, who uh, is married to Sam Punk, uh, she actually does deal with, I believe it's um, bipolar disorder. Uh, she came out with a book called uh, Crazy Is My Superpower. And she's playing off of it and is empowered by it and trying to kill the stigma behind it and encouraging people who are in her shoes that, hey, you know, it's not so bad. Like, I'm not seeing her going on TMZ and fucking saying slavery's a choice or taking photos with Trump. Like, that's not a superpower. Like, I get it. If all of this is supposed to be ironic, like the whole... You know, this is why they fuck with you. If all that is supposed to be, like, if, if that's supposed to disturb me deeper, like, ooh, he's acting happy, but I know he's not, like, doesn't add to the song, though. Like, it just kind of made it awkward. Like, as a song? Like, am I supposed to be yelling along with that? Am I supposed to be joining in with that shit, or no? It really is like a old ODB at the end of, a uh, what's that one song? Um... Sweet Sugar Pie, where he's just like, No! I'm the baddest hip-hop man! I don't care what you care! I just give what you receive! It's just like, what the fuck Don't is ever try to psychology my shit, motherfucker! <laughs> and you, you white motherfuckers can never take over! You shut the fuck up, and you shut the fuck up! <laughs> just like, what the hell? Like, I, I, like, it really is one of those, like, I enjoy it on a very macabre, just, like, observation sort of level, but on another level, I'm like, seriously, could someone who knows this person, like, come get their, their friend, man, where, now, now, this controversial lyric came up, he says, if I pull up with a Kerry Washington, 
That's going to be an enormous scandal. I could have Naomi Campbell and still might want me a Stormy Daniels. You know what? Now that I think about it, that is really awkward. Because you you know you're married to a white woman. And you're saying, oh, I could get these beautiful black women. But I would still want me this woman who was white. That that, that does feel kind of awkward to say, you know? And is that only, like, that's really corny to be like, hey, who's a white woman that everyone's talking about right now? Stormy Daniels, she has, like, a, a connection with Trump, right? Just throw that yeah, in Yeah, again, yeah. it's just like, uh, like, you're trying to sympathize, like, huh, I could see me cheating on my wife with Stormy Daniels as well. <laughs> Am I right, Trump, buddy? It's just like, it's just kind of slimy. Yeah, it's all shit you didn't have to do, you know? Like, these are all steps you didn't have to take. And you could have got the point across without doing something stupid like that. And then when he says that dumbass lyric, let's do what we want. Let's have a threesome with you and the blunt. I love your titties because they prove I can focus on two things at once. That felt like fucking boob cake era Kanye so hard. <laughs> like fucking oof. All right. Dude, though, gotta give it up to... Actually, all fucking three of your boys on three separate tracks. Jeremiah, Party Next Door, and Charlie Wilson knocking it out of the goddamn park with, uh, park with their features. Yeah, actually. I fucking loved the shit out of their fucking choruses. And I'm not even saying that to discount, what is it, 0770 uh, Shake? Because she brought it. Everyone was great oh, definitely. at this. Yeah. All the fucking features across the damn board. In fact, wouldn't it have been funny if it was just like, he just had that first verse and then the rest of the album was just like, these guys? Like, I would love that if that was like the misdirect, you know? I would have been okay with that, honestly. <laughs> and it's like, most of Kanye's parts in All Mine are okay, but yeah, he's got a few corny lines in there too that are like, and it's unfortunate because, huh, like, you try to be objective, right? But Kanye is one of these dudes that He's on such a high pedestal that it's hard not to um, grade him on a different level. You know, even if he isn't like the absolute best, it's easier to like circle the corny lines than than really emphasize on the not so corny, like maybe better lines. But wordplay wasn't really a focus, it seemed like, at least witty wordplay. The corny wordplay was the only wordplay I was seeing, the only punchlines. Oh, and can I say, can I say, actually, I can't listen to All Mine more than once. That's why I rated that one so low. The third verse, when that fucking loud-ass thing just kept interjecting, I don't know what the <laughs> yeah. hell it was. But, like, I couldn't do it. Like, I was just like, I can't listen to this track again. I really liked that. It just hurt. Like, <laughs> oh my god. I didn't even have headphones in. It was just so sharp and cutting. It was just, Jesus. Uh, see, I actually enjoyed that. I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> oh, it just it just scared the shit out of me the first time, and then just <laughs> kept scaring me, because I was just like, God damn it, he keeps doing it. I know it's going to come here. I know it's going to, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't leave. Yeah. As right after All Mine and his dumb, silly-ass fuckboy shit. His dumb, I'm going to fuck whatever girl I want song, and then... <laughs> You have the, hey, thanks for not leaving me, baby. It's just like, dude, <laughs> come on. like Maybe space him out, <laughs> at least. Because <laughs> I really liked both songs. Like, I really liked Wouldn't Leave, the fucking sentimental beat and the piano and all that, Party Next but Door. Sequencing, like, homie. Again, 
trying to be objective, just a bystander or whatever. I'm listening to this and like, I'm not feeling sorry for either of y'all though. Like, this isn't making me feel for you. Like, man, she told me not to do it and I didn't. And then she really, you know, I told her she could leave and she didn't. It's like, man, she fucking should have. Like, I'm not fucking. <laughs> like, that was See, fucking dumb. <laughs> so, so, this is exactly what I'm talking about. This is exactly what I'm talking about. They said, like, uh, they said, build your own. I said, house way. I said, slavery is a choice. They said, how, yay? Just imagine if they caught me on a wild day. <laughs> Don't try to make light of that. Seriously, though, how, yay? Like, I'm still waiting <laughs> on the how, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, you still need to explain your fucking self, homie. Like, you can't just go, oh, that's just, if you think that's bad. Like, yeah, no, it, it, I do think it was bad. Fucking, it was horrible. Peter Griffin-ass cutaway shit, if you think that's bad. <laughs> now, now, what's funny is that, again, remember what I said? It seems like Kim actually was trying to keep him from doing this shit. Because she said, my wife calling, screaming, saying we about to lose it all. Had to calm her down because she couldn't breathe. But I actually do have to give her some credit, though. Hey, that's some conviction. He said, told her she could leave me now, but she wouldn't leave. Because she literally said, like, you are costing money. You are costing me money. We could lose it all. And she, because she loves him, stuck with him. So it's just like, on one hand, I'm like, man, yeah, it is cool to make this song about like how faithful your wife is for dealing with your bullshit. But on the other hand, yo, why are you making her deal with this bullshit? Like, what? You know, why are you doing this? I'm sorry, but I'm not 100% so ready to jump to the she won't leave because she loves him because i mean why is melania staying well even maybe <laughs> we haven't seen her in a month look I mean, look we don't know not, the real let's story let's not make assumptions let's not make assumptions i'm not i'm just is. saying i'm not so willing to like i'm not just ready to accept that as the reality either no yeah it, it, no it's, it's not like he's homeless and on the street and she's like no i'm still sticking by him no i get that no Mistake was the first out of two tracks, in my opinion, that sounded like they were straight out of uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Charlie yes. Wilson with the sample had that sound and the uh -huh. beat on Ghost Town. Um, Kanye in No Mistake sounding like he's right back in uh, like 2008. Um, I didn't even mention that he made another reference to the slavery thing in Wouldn't Leave. That was kind of annoying. Yeah. Did you catch that? Uh, oh, well, says, I brought uh, it up. Um, plus, what was, meant, what was meant to be was meant to be, even if publicly I lack the empathy. I ain't finna oh. talk about it another four centuries, which was a reference to the we can't be mentally imprisoned for another 400 years talking about the slavery thing, so he still has to bring that shit up a second time. But with, <laughs> with um, no mistake, I love the little touch of the Rick, uh, the uh, Slick Rick sample. Oh, that was awesome. And the little rhyming he does at the end of that one verse, where he says, these two wrongs will right you. I was too grown in high school. The true soul of Ice Cube, too close to snap. Like, I was like, all right, that's actually, yeah, yo, that's that pretty good. nice. <laughs> um, it wasn't as focused 
as the previous tracks. Yeah, that's it, it true. It felt a little bit more scattered. And um, according to Genius, according to somebody, uh, they were speculating that like half of it might have been uh, directed to Drake. Where he says, calm down, you light skin. That That whole bit. Yeah, like, I clicked it, and it was like, this might be a response to the Duppy freestyle. It's like, stay the fuck out of that, Kanye. Like, you really have no business getting involved with any of that shit. And then, calm down, you light-skinned. Like, that's unnecessary. Like, we don't don't need that color of shit. We were told back when uh, The Life of Pablo came out that the next album was going to be TurboGrafx-16, right? Oh, yeah. And I knew for a fact, I was like, we are not getting an album called TurboGrafx-16. That's bullshit. Are you surprised that we are getting an album this topical? Like, this shit is like a couple months old with the TMZ shit. All yeah, this like, they were rec- He recorded this last month. Right? Like, I can't tell you the last time we've we had an album that was that fucking off, like, right off the events of something. Like, it's it's still happening, and we're getting an album. Like, I get it, it's seven tracks, it was, you know, it's, it's pretty short, so I don't know what all went into it, you know. But, yeah, I do gotta give it that, that, like, this could've came out later, and it could've, you know, fleshed out a whole fuck thing, but, like, you know, I want this out now. While I did enjoy Ghost Town, I mm. hated... Party Next Door's vocals on the track. Like, he doesn't fit at all. Like, I I, I didn't even know it was him. Wait. Like, what, am I wrong? What, what part did he have? Because I hated Cuddy. Oh, no. Cuddy, when I heard Cuddy, I realized how much, like, okay, so I heard, um, uh, Party Next Door sings first, and I was like, man, this is so bad, and at least Kid Cuddy's next, and then Kid Cuddy starts singing, and I was just like, man, well, at least Kanye's next. <laughs> <laughs> we can get back to fucking as like program as scheduled because yeah, what the fuck is all this like, oh like at deep as fuck singing with Kid Cudi I was not here for that I was listening to this and I was like all right they're saying this this is gonna this was originally supposed to be like on that um Kanye and Kid Cudi see go uh, yeah, Kanye see and Cudi uh, Kid see ghosts album and I was like well if this shit is gonna be what that album sounds like. You know, I'm I'm down with that, but not that singing from Cuddy. That shit was like, ugh. You got uh zero seven zero shake, uh redeeming that bit. Um, I liked her on this track. Um, even though it was a bit like repetitive, what Shang ended up saying, and it was just like a little bit repeated a lot. Oh, but, actually, you know, I didn't, I didn't like, uh, especially the beginning of her verse where it just sounded like it was just all over the place, and the song needs like a drum fill or something. Like it just felt like something was was incomplete. I liked how we ended up getting more of her on the next track. It kind of made up for how like yeah, <laughs> it felt like she was misused in this one. It's like yeah, that's great. I'd like to hear her say more shit though, and then finally she comes up in the next one. And it's like oh okay. That's, That's literally how I felt, too. Yeah, it was just like, oh, man, she sounds really good. Well, I hope she gets used on another track sometime. Oh, uh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, well, never mind. All right. I'm just going to say this. Violent Crimes is my favorite song on the album. Yeah, a fucking star-making performance. Ooh, boy. Violent Crimes 
is the most lyrically sound mm-hmm. on the whole album, in my opinion. If it didn't have the N-word in it so much, I'd be like, this is the radio hit, but it has yeah. it in it a, a bit too much, then maybe not. This was one of the more, I'm just going to say one of the most personifying, humanizing songs I've heard from Kanye, or really any rapper, where it's like, you always hear the fucking, no one better touch my girl, and that's usually about it. Like, that that's all they really do with it. You know, hey, you know, fucking guys come around here, I'm gonna scare them away, or whatever the fuck. This whole song is just like the most, I'm fucking looking at myself and how I used to be, and I see myself in these young guys, and I know what they're gonna be like, cause I was like that. Like, oh my god! So fucking good! I get the feeling that this song was made first. Like, this was one of the first songs he made. You know, it doesn't sound like it was made, and it doesn't reference anything that happened recently. Yeah, it doesn't have any of that aura of TMZ nonsense, any of that shit. You got fucking Nikki still willing to give him lines. Yeah, and also because it's about his daughter, you know, and saying, hey, I'm hoping that she'll be, she'll find a better person than I was, you know, and, and, and of course, you know, that little encouragement from Nicki Minaj literally being on the track, like, hey, I hope you like Nicki Minaj. I hope she's your favorite rapper because, you know, here's her words of encouragement, you know. That was a cool touch. And like I said, the verses were so tight. When he gets into the description, he says, uh, now I see women as something to nurture, not something to conquer. I hope she likes Nicki. I'll make her a monster. Not having menages. I'm just being silly. I answer the door like Will Smith and Martin. Nigga, do we have a problem? Matter of fact, Marlon, this ain't meet the fuckers. I- I'll beat his ass. Pray I beat the charges. I, I like his part where he goes, uh, D- don't do no yoga, don't do Pilates, just play piano and stick to karate. I pray your body draped more like mine and not like your mommy's. Like, that was, that, that was cute. I like that. I just think it's ironic that we got a more touching song from the dad to the daughter from Kanye than we did from Jay-Z. Man, when he says, I I just came across this lyric, when he says, she can't comprehend the danger she's in, but if you whoop her ass, she moves in with him. Then he whoops her ass, and you go through it again. But how are you the devil rebuking the sin? Like, man, it just goes to show, bro. I felt like this song did more to address the, the, the toxic culture that makes a Me Too movement necessary. Exactly. It, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It and made it he feel goes weird like, that it was on the same album as that line from earlier. Yeah. And now, I'm sure you're like... And, and of course, you know, so many people just roll their eyes, right? We've all seen the narrative. It's like, I never knew that women were people until I had a daughter. It's just like, dude, seriously? You really? You really didn't know that? You know... He, you had a mom, right? I mean, yeah. goddamn. I'd like to think you fucking, but all right. Kind of like the, uh, you know, when someone says, uh, oh, so-and-so said something uh, disrespectful to this woman, and the first thing they say is, I have two daughters, and yeah. I have a wife, and as, you know, someone who is related to women, I'm offended. It's just like, why can't you just, as a human being, respect that? <laughs> so You know, like, why does there have to be yeah. this weirdly gendered thing put in there? Why does that... Like, whenever, you know, uh, uh, like, when Drake and Pusha T got in their beef, and, you know, he said, you know, you're hiding a child, you know, there were no female rappers that came out... Oh, Nicki Minaj wasn't like, 
I have a husband and a brother and a cousin and a, you know, and, and I would not like to see them fighting this way. This is like, you would just be like, what? Why did you specifically bring up the fact that he's male? Like, what? I don't get it. The dichotomy that he brought up there was so genius. Like, yeah, if you try to beat her to make her stay in line, she's just going to want to rebel against you. And then she's in an abusive relationship with this guy that she learned from you. Cause what did you do? You hit her. <laughs> and so it's just like, ah, what the hell do I do now? I'm fucked up, you know? And so, and now this is him again. You know, it's not like his daughter is 17 right now. His daughter's like one and shit. And he's just looking at her like, ah, oh, God, or excuse me, like four or whatever, you know? And he's just looking at her like, oh man. Only a decade and a half away, you know, like, oh, what the fuck's gonna happen, you know. That honesty, an honesty that felt like it was committed to something, because he wasn't just saying this, uh, the lyrics in the song just to be random. He was saying it because it was how he felt, you know? And so it's like, I'm cool with free thought, but let it spark from something that, that really means something, and not just you trying to fucking, you know, throw shit just to see what sticks sometimes. Sometimes you just can't do that with certain topics and certain things. Um, but overall, for me, um, I would give this album like three, maybe three and a half out of five. Three and a half out of five, actually. I initially want to say four. Well, that about wraps it up for this week's episode of the Going Off Podcast. Thank you very much for checking us out. If this is your first time checking us out, all of our old episodes are on YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Just search Going Off Podcast. That's G-O-I-N apostrophe off podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, see what we're talking about throughout the week, because it usually gives you a glimpse of uh, what we're going to be talking about on the show. Please check out our Patreon if you've got some extra cash lying around that you'd like to throw our way, help us out. That would be greatly appreciated. And until next time, for the Going Off Podcast, I'm Muse. And I'm the Rap Critic. This is a fair request, and I promise I will not judge any person only as a teenager that you will constantly remind yourself that some of my generation judges people by their race, their belief, or the color of their skin. And that is no more right than saying all teenagers are drunken dope addicts or off-goers. But if you don't join the army, GET THE FUCK OUT OF MY HOUSE! (laughs) 